0: Welcome to Superpower Happy Hour. My name is Ryan Doze. And on this episode of our show, the second episode of this brand new podcast, we are going to be hanging out with some friends, drinking some beer, and we're going to try to do all this within like within like an hour time frame. But for the uh for the happy hour tonight, I am joined by a brand new a brand new cast for this. Last week we had Will and Trip join us. This week. My man Chris Fazio and Haley Hobbs are gonna be joining us. So guys, welcome to Superpower Happy Hour.
1: Happy hour to be here.
0: Happy hour. To- <laughs> Faz is being that, weirdly quiet. I'm just offended that, that, that you worries know Chris Spaz. Like, what
2: was that? What
1: did
0: you was
2: know. very
1: formal. Like,
0: both I Haley and I
2: looked like, what? i understand that. i understand this is a new show the listeners might not know who i am i'm faz everybody you can call me the immortal Faz, and that's the well, easiest we're way professionals. To,
0: to keep it going we oh yeah we're professionals you can tell by all the not money we're making from this
2: <laughs> the anti-money
0: that we're pouring The anti-money money we're making
2: we actually
1: money
0: we you know how like people in podcasting like they're racing to get monetized i'm like man if i could just stay broke like that'd be <laughs> That'd be, Honestly, that'd be if, the it, true if, goal.
2: If you were racing monetized, that's my fault. I swear, way too much for you to make any money on these.
0: <laughs> oh man, I well, I think our pregame shows alone on Patreon, you know, it's probably good that we don't post most of that to our main feed. But it all Quick. we oh, have an rag. especially any,
1: racy a, one today. <laughs> anybody
2: who wants to hear the ridiculousness that happened in the in the Patreon special beforehand, please follow us at Many Paths Official or Official whatever we call ourselves now, and click it is that official. link to become a patron.
0: Yeah, uh, and there's a link in the episode description and all that, but but you've come here because you probably saw the title of this episode. We're going to be talking about another iconic superhero first appearance, which is kind of the theme of this first series we're going to be doing here on the show. But there's two questions we'd like to open up this conversation with for everyone to, to answer the question of what are you drinking tonight on the happy hour? So Haley, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Um, so, I had to be at a work social earlier and I had a beer, but I didn't want another one. But in the immortal words of Rosemary Clooney, just don't mix grain and grape. So, I went for the <laughs> Revelstoke pecan whiskey on ice, and it's delicious, if I do say so myself.
0: Wow. She classed it up like crazy, Faz. We are so- in my
1: Sam Wilson
2: Falcon class. <laughs> wait, wait, Haley, do you say Revelstoke is in like Revelstoke, BC? Sure. Interesting, I've been there. That's fun. I Let me guess. You
0: DC, as in British Columbia, as in the great are you in Canada? World, filthy Canuck,
1: yes. Revels, <laughs> you guys don't know Canada. what you're talking
0: about. Okay,
1: you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get out of here.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my gosh, Faz, what are you drinking tonight? I, I think I have a guess. Well, I, I had to be classier than
2: Haley, and I couldn't do that, but I can at least be as classy as Haley. I'm drinking the king of beers. I've got myself a Guinness. And listeners, just so that we're clear, Ryan told me to have one and I drank it during the pregame. And then he was like, wait, we need beer for the thing. So now we're having multiple beers. Get fired up.
1: <laughs> you drank oh, that so fast.
2: <laughs> well, you, you yeah, heard how unhinged um... I was. It was important to make, <laughs> like at least I can't blame it on the alcohol if it's full and going
1: on. It was admirable.
0: <laughs> it's like the spirit of Trip Fuller endured into the, into the second episode. Man, you should have seen Trip set up for the first episode. It was crazy. He had like four different drinks. Yeah, that sounds all about right. Four different types of alcohol. Love uh, it. Myself, I am. I kind of decided I want to do a, a theme for for this series, this first series. So I'm going with with uh, Nebraska local beers that are like independently brewed, independently bottled, all that. So tonight, I am drinking a Scottish style ale. From a Lincoln, Nebraska brewery called Empyrean Brewing Company, and it is called Burning Sky. Mm. And it's got a cool can art of a wizard looking out on a, like a space scape with like a, a, like a mock, you know, drawing of Saturn in the back. So I'm going to crack this one open. I've never tried this before, so I'm going to crack it open and see... uh,
1: I've so, never had a Scottish style ale, or at least yeah. a beer that stylized itself that way. So I'm curious to hear what mm. it's what it is. I
2: mean, it's it's no Guinness and it's no Revelstoke, but it's something.
0: Mm.
1: I did have an Irish red at my work social. Cool.
0: It's very, very smooth.
2: I like it. It's very.
0: Right, you smooth. want to pass
2: it to me? I'll I'll give it a try. Oh here. sure.
0: I'll yeah, mail, yeah. I'll mail you the rest of this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just want a sip? Like just pass it through the screen. I'll I'll take a sip. I'll give it back.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like Willy
1: uh, Wonka land here. You can do that it's
0: oh, it's, it, it's like uh uh what's that? It's Timmy Timmy TV or something like that. Um, but I mean I'm sure uh Cynthia would love to get that in the mail fast. It's like did someone send you a spilled beer? What the <laughs> heck? I hope you'd at least surround it with cling wrap
2: or something, Ryan. God, we aren't
0: animals. Cling, cling wrap <laughs> on a beer. <laughs> that may be the most redneck thing I've heard.
1: Well, oh no, on on a wrap, wrap
0: is a lie. <laughs> Where's the damn Saran wrap?
2: <laughs> well, I was going to I was going to say Saran wrap. I figured that that might not be what you guys say. I don't know what the uh,
0: the local turn of phrase is, you know? So, we have our drinks prepared. Uh some of us have our second drinks prepared. And uh now, what are we reading tonight? We are going to be reading amazing fantasy number 15 from June of 1962. This is of course the first appearance Of Peter Parker, otherwise known as Spider-Man. So Faz Haley, what was like your introduction to Spider-Man? Like we're gonna be reading his first appearance, but what was your like first awareness of this character? Where did Spider-Man enter your life? Um, Faz, you wanna you wanna shoot shoot first on this one? I just straight up
2: put my hand up to say that Haley can go first, but I guess I'm gonna shoot first. Uh, listeners, I, I thought was that was kid. you here.
0: saying like I am prepared. No, that was I me being like for
2: you, Haley. Okay, no, so go uh, for, for it <laughs> for me, my first uh, issue was back in 1962 when I read this comic. No, said, that's not true. My my first.
0: He uh, great for 1962.
1: He hopped in his TARDIS and just got here.
2: <laughs> my first experience that I can remember about Spider Man was being a like seven or eight-year-old kid and seeing the 90s Spider-Man comic or comic cartoon. Yeah. I, I like, it it would have been, like, from 1995, would have been, like, in the 2000s when I saw it, like, 2001-ish. That's the first time I can remember him. The first, like, actual memory of something that I can remember more than that is the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Same. (laughs) I mean, yeah.
0: Same. Well, I think we're all pretty much around the same age of impression with this like we may have known he was a cartoon character before but like i definitely wasn't reading spider-man comics uh but when toby Maguire, sam raimi you know kirsten dunst like with that you know when that movie hit i was like oh my gosh this is the coolest thing and that movie is i don't know like i, I love all the different actors that have played spider-man but there's just something about that first movie like oh, it all
2: wrong it are wrong be, what they're well okay, Toby's my third favorite of the Spider-Man.
0: I didn't <laughs> I didn't say that he was my favorite. I said they all
2: had I don't know. You were saying there's something about the first one. You were leading your like way into a something about factor. the factor.
1: Like cuz when you watch it I, and I remember seeing No Way Home and like when you hear his theme even from that yeah. movie and that actually like made me tear up and I was like why? Well it's because of the age we all were when that movie came right. out. It was like a very pivotal moment and was the first like major superhero movie yeah, that kicked off a whole movement I mean,
2: all those x-men movies are probably offended right now but that's okay
1: well i don't remember i remember watching those mm-hmm. but i don't remember like i remember being in the theater and watching spider yeah
2: okay that's fair yeah because the x-men ones were what like late 90s and slightly the earlier
1: the first 2000s, x-men but... one is 2000
0: yeah and I think it was Spider Man hits in like two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand two, yeah. And I it think it really launched
2: the genre, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So like Haley and I are these like cool preteen adolescents, and Faz is like a baby still. I'm seven. Old. I'm seven years old. He I'm was the target audience. An
2: elderly for this movie.
1: man because he was in nineteen. <laughs> That's true because Radio I
2: read iconic. the real one. Yeah, I was like, this is comic
0: accurate. There's even a hyphen. Faz is
1: Benjamin buttoning it over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere, Will Rose was like, "Man, my early thirties were crazy, right?"
1: <laughs> what was poor the age Will we are
0: for now. one day, and he just gets roasted.
1: Will, I support you in all of your things.
2: Will, I don't support <laughs> you. I'm glad. I'm glad that we have Haley here, but but I miss you. <laughs> I love that Haley's here. Why can't we have four of us?
0: Why couldn't you be here too, William? Yeah, yeah, Will. Yeah, I, yeah, Will. Yeah. I, I don't. know Why are we trash talking him? And like, in, no, in... it's really <laughs> rude. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully will can join us for next week's episode um when we're gonna like dive into some like some more dc craziness but today first appearance of spider-man in amazing fantasy 15 like i said it came out in june so the summer of 1962 everything was getting uh it was getting crazy and getting wild at marvel comics and they decide to try this idea of the spider-man and this story is if you've never gone back and actually read with the first appearance of Spider-Man, I'm sure that most people listening to this are kind of aware of the, the tent pole kind of themes of his origin, you know, the radioactive spider, the bite, the, the power set, the great, you know, great power, great responsibility dynamic, uncle Ben dying. Like I'm sure you're familiar with those moments, but this comic goes hard in a few different places that you may not know about. So we're gonna dig into this. We're gonna try and attempt what we did last week. We're gonna try to go page by page through this and so that we can get to all those little, like, little nuggets in this issue. And we're gonna start off with our cover page. The cover of this issue is, I mean, guys, it feels fair to say one of the most iconic images in the comic book medium of spider-man swinging across uh, a skyline with a, uh, a gentleman in his arm and the um the phrase that he says though the world may mock peter parker the timid teenager it will soon marvel at the awesome might of spider-man and we see amazing fantasy introducing spider-man and important information to you from the editor about this new um, this new amazing not the even, new amazing the new amazing.
1: Not a complete sentence, <clears throat>
0: Yeah, so any uh, <laughs> like, Baz, impressions about the cover? Like, the, just the I don't know, I, the culture iconography that this is. I, I have two things I want to say. Number
2: one, notice that Spider-Man doesn't have a hyphen on, on the cover. And they decided. They're oh yeah, hyphen. yeah. And then it, got it does wild.
1: in the one of the dialogue boxes.
2: Yeah, like like for, from page two onward. I think they almost always say Spider Man with a hyphen, but not there. It's interesting. The the second thing that I wanted to mention is just briefly the story of why this was debuted in Amazing Fantasy. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the Stan Lee documentary, but he talks about mm-hmm. it at length, and he talks about how. Marvel basically told him to pound salt and that no one wants this lame teenager. Kids can't be superheroes. And they had a dying book that was being ended. And he thought, well, I have one more issue of it. Why don't I throw my little thing in here and see what happens? And the rest is history. And he's the most popular superhero in the world. So I think that's that's pretty cool. I'd be remiss to not mention it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it kind of reminds me of the the story that people have heard about, you know, Stanley's idea for Fantastic Four. Where it was like, just try something. Just you know, sh- you know, shoot for the moon on this and see what happens. And you know, we'll 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 look at the editor's note at the end where they're like, okay, we're not done with Spider-Man, but where are we gonna find Spider-Man next? And you know, what's his book gonna be like? But yeah, Haley, did you have any like thoughts on this cover? Um, that yeah, kind of sets the stage for for this journey into Amazing Fantasy
1: it's kind of fun that we're doing this issue because I went to um, there's a traveling Spider-Man exhibit in the country oh, right I now did go to that. that I got to go to in June before I saw um, across the spider verse. And so I got to see some of the original inks and pencils on, and this was one of the ones that they had on display.
2: That's so and cool.
1: So yeah, it is, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, Steve Ditko doing his thing. And I like that. It's like a random guy too. That he's saving. Cause he's just, he's, the hero, he's your friendly neighborhood spider. I was gonna
0: ask about that. Right. If it was anybody of importance or if it's just a dude. Not not I I mean, not that I'm familiar with. I think um, it's
1: just to set the stage of like immediately you see he can swing through the air, he's yeah. strong enough to hold on to a full grown human man, you know, and he's flying through the air with the greatest of ease. Also, what are <laughs> the,
2: uh, what are the what are the guys on that roof doing?
1: They're marveling at him at, at, the, yeah, new, at the new yeah, amazing.
0: They're marveling. They're but marveling.
2: like, but like the one that's like on on the lower balcony, like that man looks like he's trapped. Like why? why Maybe is they there? were beating like this guy up. Trapped. He doesn't look happy to be there. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's on a different marveling. building,
1: for that matter. I mean, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm worried. Is all shouldn't he be helping them instead of this businessman doing business? Maybe
1: they were beating him up, and he saved him.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's let's go with that because it's it also I mean it's it's the iconic Spider Man suit right from the first possible photo of right it. from the get go right it never gets better than this like there are some amazing Spider Man suits this is perfection and we start there so that's really cool
0: right um and, and you you mentioned Ditko um it would I would also be remiss if we didn't mention that like Jack Kirby also had a a hand in designing Spider Man there's you can really see like the distinction between like the Spider-Man that we see on the cover and the Spider-Man that we see in the book, mm-hmm. like the Spider-Man on the cover is, is that kind of bulkier beefier frame that is kind of reminiscent of a Jack Kirby form. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside, there's more of a wiry Ditko esque form where he, he's not as muscular. He's not as built out. Um, so a little bit of a difference in the the style of the character, even from the cover to the first page. Um so on the first page we get kind of a it's kind of like an Archie scene to start out because <laughs> we're like we're at the local high school and we're you know uh we get this little bit of narration box where it's like oh you like costume Heroes you know the they call them uh long underwear characters what a weird joke right like what a weird design yeah
1: like and as just... you know they're dime a dozen are they Stan <laughs> are they
2: <laughs> well, he's he's like', like this one I was guess twelve in his world. This, this specific issue was twelve cents, right? So he's not a dime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. Um, so uh, get a little bit of a, a hint that we're going to meet Spider-Man Bef- behind Peter Parker. We see the silhouette of Spider-Man, and we learn a little bit about Peter Parker on this opening splash page. He is not popular. He is a nerd, and he's kind of a an, uh, an unassuming, dorky wallflower. With, like it is heavy-handed right away. Who Peter Parker is and how he's supposed to function in his context of high school.
1: He also looks like he's forty years old. Oh, I was going to say that.
2: <laughs> he's honestly the oldest teenager I've ever seen. After he's not popular
1: this. because he's been there for because eighteen he's
2: years. <laughs> years old. They say he's a genius, but that's only because he's thirty-six, and any thirty-six-year-old <laughs> who's been in high school for this long knows the tests. No, I um, I now understand why they cast um, Toby. why they cast twenty-five-year-olds to play him at the beginning. Yeah. Because even then, he's honestly, Toby's honestly too young compared to this obvious about to retire man after being an <laughs> engineering teacher for like forty <laughs> years in the school.
0: He's middle aged and he's had it.
2: <laughs> he also gets woken up by an even older gentleman who's petting him on
0: the head in the morning. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. the second page is a cluster
2: of so all weird.
0: things. So I'm I'm just gonna give like a like an overview of this, and then like Haley, like and, and Faz, jump in with like your your observations on this because I definitely have a few of my own. We wake up the next day with Peter being woken by Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben's this, you know, this kind of charming looking old man. And he's, you know, talking about at breakfast, you know, if Peter gets any stronger, I won't be able to wrestle him. And, you know, uh, Aunt May is um, more like great grandma May, and she's making Peter his favorite meal, wheat cakes, which sound freaking disgusting. Honestly,
2: it makes sense though, because they look like they're about 85 and if (laughs) people Yeah, they have to worry about their fiber. That that, that fits normally, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Back in my day, we ate only exclusively gluten. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, we get a few more scenes from high school where we learn that Peter is smart. He's not exactly a ladies man, but uh, but someone like Flash Thompson, who we see for the first time, is he calls... uh, He calls Peter a bookworm, tells him to get lost. And Peter kind of tries to assert himself by asking someone to go to the science exhibit with him. They, of course, want nothing to do with him. And they say, give our regards to the Atom Smashers, Peter. And then Peter has a line that we definitely need to talk about. This is the origin story. Um, And this is is where (laughs) Peter decides whether he's going to be a villain or not. He says, someday I'll show them. sob sob someday they'll be sorry sorry that they laughed at me now with 2023 sensibilities this story should end entirely differently
1: yeah yeah he should be in the guidance counselor's office for sure (laughs) to start with peter needs therapy
0: (laughs) peter peter needs therapy
2: hardcore not only because like his uncle by a magic spider come on (laughs)
1: Well, not only because his uncle is fat shaming him, even no. though he's not fat, like, I'm sorry, Ben. Look, it was
2: the 60s. That's just how it was back then.
1: I can hardly <laughs> him out
2: wrestle him now, Ben. You look like time. you're
1: 95 years old. You shouldn't be wrestling anybody. You might break a hip.
2: <laughs> he does look 95, and Peter looks 55. I it mean, fits. yeah. His dad oh, yeah, would be I 75. Mean...
1: You know, you get the whole he's popular with the adults and not with his peers, which I understand why that was relatable to kids at the time and still is to these days because, you know, those of us who were always, quote, old for our age or so mature for our age, that was the kind of thing that we dealt with growing up. And so you understand why why his popularity as a character was what it was.
0: Peter feels like the, the kid that an older person would have, you know, Referred to as an old soul. Mm-hmm. It's like that's just a like doesn't Honestly, it just...
2: because of the widow's peak, right? Because most kids don't have <laughs> widow's
0: of the widow's
1: peak. I mean, really his clothes are nicer than everybody else's, is the reality. Flash is wearing <laughs> this geeky as shit sweatshirt
2: with a T on it for yeah, his last it, name. It, and it, I'm yeah. like, what?
0: Flash Thompson looks like show, he deserves right? a punch in the face.
2: But he has blonde <laughs> hair that makes him a cool guy. Haven't you seen any sixties things? Well
0: Come on, Sally. Look at my t switch shirt.
2: <laughs> it's, it's
1: really warm.
2: <laughs> I admire your good taste, doll. Now that's a ladies' man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Sally's like, what is it? What does it stand for, Flash? It stands for low T. Oh, I got it, it stands <laughs> for Thompson, baby. It's like a <laughs> grief. So he goes to the to the
2: large hydron collider.
0: Oh. So this is the big scene where we see peter go through the transformation of gaining his radioactive spider powers now he just walks into this place and he walks into this exhibit and the spider comes down bites him open
1: to the public man come on oh yeah he wasn't breaking any rules
0: (laughs) radioactive experiments don't make it sound like he was doing something wrong he was invited there (laughs) just walk on in check it out any any high schooler who's kind of you know nerdy and intelligent can walk in
2: and they all know who he is because he's one of their colleagues
0: because he's 45 <laughs> <laughs> he's got to support his his wife and kids somehow <laughs> Uh, he says, he says that he doesn't feel well and he needs to go outside. And even the scientists kind of like jab at him. They're like, uh, look, look as though our experiment unnerved the young Parker too bad. He must have a weak stomach. So we're continuously re reintroducing this theme that like Peter is weak. He's a, he's a weakling. He's not, he has no strength about him other than his brain. And then we see kind of the montage, the training montage that starts with him jumping out of the way of a car that gets too close to him and he grabs onto the wall. So this is really where the origin story kicks into Spider-Man mode and we get to see some of his powers and we also get to see that iconic scene with the radioactive spider.
2: And we also get some of the best visual sounds with the large honk honk on his arm. I'm not gonna lie to you guys when I read that I thought that his arms were making noise and that was how he, it was showing oh was good. radioactive. And I had to go to the next panel. Oh it's a car. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So I'm an idiot listeners. That's that's the key takeaway from this.
1: His fingertips are also yellow for some reason. Well
2: because he's turning into a goose. That's why he's honking
1: he's goose. turning into a goose <laughs>
2: No, but it's, I do it, like that
1: his school books are the green goblin colors of green. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah,
2: I also like that he's this is like they show him jumping on and getting stuck on the wall, just like how pretty much all Spider-Man media starts with. It's nice that that's always kind of been called back to.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's like um, to in my opinion, it's like to get across the point that his powers are instinctive mm-hmm. and like he, you know, it, kind of that we don't get a meant. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. We don't get a mention of the of the spider sense in this. That's not a a power we see. Yeah.
1: I I when I read the entire 40 page thing, yeah, you do, but I don't in this first, I'm not sure.
0: So so um, but we get that little hint that like something danger is nearby, and just instinctively he jumps onto the wall and uh he gets out of dodge on the next page. We see a few more examples of his powers. He keeps climbing the building. This little kid sees him from the street. Um, and it's like, there's a man walking up the side of the building. And the mom says one of the dumbest things in this whole book. She's like, well, that's the last horror movie I take you to. I actually love the that The mom joke.
1: gaslights the kid.
0: Yeah. Hey, this is your fault that I took you to that movie. freaking Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, Timmy. And then- he gets to the top of the roof and he crushes the like um, the 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 smoke the smoke uh, oh gosh one chimney like the chimney pipe, and he realizes that all these powers are because the spider bit him, and he walks the tight ro- the tight wire like a, a spider would. He, and there's a web that we see kind of we see Peter through this web, obviously alluding to the spider powers. Um, yeah, a little bit of a montage there. And then the first action we see him take as Spider-Man is to take on this professional wrestler named Crusher Hogan. And if you've seen the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, this scene is kind of immortalized by the fact that Ray Savage plays the wrestler. Um, in that one, he's he's Bone Saw, which is, you know, it people know that meme that maybe don't even know it's from Spider-Man. And oh, yeah crusher hogan is kind of the the brandy savage character in here um he doesn't say anything cool like you know bone saw is ready kind of stuff but peter's like oh hey maybe this is a good way to test my powers so we get this whole page of, of him testing his powers well, is there anything on this page right. yeah, that but, you're um, like
2: something that's really cool is that he's got a cool guy hair curled now yeah oh and yeah Is the widow's peak now he's, he's gonna Superman. put some
1: dirt in your eye
2: yeah he's gonna rub some dirt you're in gonna roll your eye. up yeah. your
0: cigarettes into his sleeve and...
1: while he puts on his basic white turtleneck to go to the
2: wrestling ring yeah as one does classic wrestling outfit of white <laughs> turtleneck and ski mask or not even ski mask it's like a it looks like pantyhose like is it supposed to be pantyhose with the it it kind of it kind of looks like it it could be like a dish rag that he's put over his face.
0: Because let's be honest, there's only one person in that house wearing pantyhose, and if he went and grabbed those, brothers got more problems. Than... Well, I think
1: that this Peter would do that.
0: <laughs> Aunt May, where's your where's there's your,
1: a lot where's... of issues, <laughs> Aunt
0: May. The um, one thing I love about this montage page is that. He's, like, slowly figuring things out. Like, this would be a whole issue nowadays. Yeah. It's six panels for him to, six to eight panels to really figure out his power set. And then he's like, okay, let's go beat the shit out of someone and see what else I can do. There's a theme underlying this, and we talked about it a little bit in um, in the pregame, that, like, Peter does a lot of jerk things in this. Yeah. Like he is like, oh man, how can I use my powers? I better go beat up a a guy that's bigger than me to prove what I can do. And we see him do that on the next page where, like like uh Fas and Haley uh uh, alluded to, he shows up in a like a dish rag kind of mask. So it's I, I think it's trying to evoke like what we would get in just a few more pages with his actual costume. But we see him kind of make short work of the wrestler. He jumps over him, carries him up the pole, and then he you know, drops him back in the ring. And then all these promoters want to see what he can do, how much money they can make with him. And this is a part of the origin that maybe people that haven't read it and maybe only watched the movie um, might not know about is that Peter goes on to not be a crime fighter right away. He goes on to be this like, Costume celebrity,
2: yeah. So, this, this surprised me. I, I mm-hmm. thought, like, I think that the way the movies did it was like the man needs money, so he goes to wrestle because he's poor. I, I like that better. You had, to, but get this was interesting. He had yeah. to
0: get a car, Car man,
1: because Joe Manganiello got a car, and Kirsten Dunst was like,
0: ah. Mary Jane <laughs> loves cars, bro. It's
1: like the most Kirsten Dunst from 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a nice
0: car. Kirsten Dunst is like you can have me if you get a car. <laughs> and he's like oh my gosh it's the early 2000s so I better do anything I can to get a date with Kirsten Dunst and if only he'd have waited a few more years it probably wouldn't have been that difficult
1: but I mean we're, as we're talking about the movies like Raimi's movies touched on this part of Peter way more okay. than the other ones have this like uh selfish because he's been beat up on and mm-hmm. torn down his whole life kind of mentality which it's a totally human natural yeah now I'm powerful now the Mm -hmm. table's flipped but I can't let you know that because you'll just think I'm more of a freak so I'm just gonna vigilante shit this whole thing and like and I thought I just as I was reflecting on that I was like Raimi's movies are the only ones who really explored that crappy side of Peter
2: and it's a very human thing to say these people were all awful to me my whole life now that I can help people I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna look out for me and it's Nice, right. thing, you know, minor spoilers for later because I'm sure we all know what happens, but uh how he learns from that very quickly—they don't stick with like, oh, he's a selfish dick for longer than a couple pages.
0: Right, and, and this is one thing that I feel like you're right. Like the 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 Sam Raimi movies really really drive home the responsibility. Of power and I know that's like the, the, the line that most people think of When they think of Spider-Man you know, with great power comes Great responsibility and It's It's really, it's a timeless line Because there's really not a lot of people It couldn't apply to and we Can all apply it to our lives in certain ways But I think You guys bring up a more Interesting point honestly is like When someone who's been powerless Comes into Power Oftentimes, they aren't ready to use that power in a responsible way. Peter's not ready to be responsible with his power. Like he's he's intelligent and older folks like him. Like he's he's a he's he's a quote unquote good kid, but he's also a kid that's been stepped on and made to feel less than most of his life. So now that he's stronger than everybody, he can do all these things that, he, that other people can't do. Well, what would most teenage boys do? They would probably misuse that power.
1: That's an interesting correlation. And maybe I'm projecting a little bit personally, but the whole good kid thing and the yeah. downtrodden thing and how often they actually go hand in hand. And mm. then you like when you're older you're like why why is it like that like it's that why me mentality why me and not everybody right. else and that's what Peter right. goes through. Yeah, and and abusing that newfound power.
0: On the on the next page after the wrestling match, we do see, you know, him make that money and understand like these powers can be used to get him some of the things that he need that he would make him feel less of that powerlessness and that that downtrodden um, role that has been cast upon him, the not a role he asked for. Um, and we see him create the first Spider-Man suit. We see him create the web shooters. We see him kind of put together this look to again not fight crime, to not use his power as a responsible vigilante he's looking for something to conceal his identity, to have this costume to enhance his like his showmanship and do these costumed feats um, because these producers and directors and agents, you know, are like, Oh man, kid, you could make so much money off of this. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one thing that Raimi definitely changes. Um, And a lot of the origin stories told about Spider-Man change the fact that peter parker wasn't exactly as good-natured as maybe we would assume from like his his appearances in other media did you guys get that like peter's not altruistic right away
1: no and even aunt may brings him a snack cuz she's like oh you're probably a little hungry and he's like
0: Crackers. F your,
1: F your snack, Ant
2: Man. Like, <laughs> 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 so
1: rude. Haley's
2: the the science right now. Okay. He's a he doesn't need no he, crackers. He's he's, he's a busy five-year-old man. materializing
1: his suit out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> he's showing maybe oh. All,
2: although you you're right. All I see is little beakers as if he's like put potions together to create the suit. <laughs> it's
0: alchemy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, his suit just appears. That bothers me a little
2: bit. <laughs> I, th- I think it's fun that it's just liquid cement at the end of the webs. Because honestly, how does he get off that? Like he's stuck now. Wherever he goes, he can shoot one web, and <laughs> that's it.
0: <laughs> he's just stuck. The- <laughs>
2: like
0: walks My in. Little
1: a little web.
0: Ami just walks in later, like I've come for the plate of crackers, and holy shit! What <laughs> the <laughs> has been going on in here? My what little is-
1: webs are everywhere. <laughs>
2: I swear it's a sex thing, nothing else. (laughs)
1: No, no,
2: I
0: knew you were gonna go there. She's
1: relieved.
0: (laughs) He's like, thank God. Oh, he's only exploring his body. Thank God. Man, this was uh, this could have gotten a lot worse, Aunt May. This could have gotten a (laughs) whole lot worse. Um, so then we begin part two, where Peter has the costume now, and this again is the part of the story that maybe you don't know. Um, that Peter is doing these stage acts, the you know, getting ready to do shows like the Ed Sullivan show, almost using his powers as like a talent in a talent show and showing off the things that he can do with these powers, um and making a lot of money from it as he is kind of wrapping up his tricks for the night, there's that famous scene of the the robber running away. And he doesn't go to stop. Yeah, fast.
2: You got to talk about the, the whole page, though. Like, one of his tricks is just shooting his web at a candle or something. <laughs> and that was enough to make the people go crazy. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't they looked look like the they're candle. stuck
1: in rictus, actually. They're all, like, just <laughs> wide-eyed, like, <"Ow!"
2: laughs> That's true. Maybe it's some sort of trance. Maybe he's Maybe got a cool dance he shot
1: there. his web somewhere
2: else. Maybe oh he's got some Elvis hips, and that's enough to make everybody go crazy, you know?
0: <laughs> he does look very impish, where he's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to get your candle. <laughs> <laughs> no, not our candle, man.
1: That's our one source of light. I need that <laughs> for light.
0: That's
2: <laughs> our <car laughs> one source of light. The studio. is You put cement on my it. candle. Now it won't work. <laughs> you
0: bastard. <laughs> you Bastard. This this spider shithead. <laughs> I, I was
2: honestly waiting for Jay Jonah Jameson to enter this issue. I was sad that he wasn't here.
0: <laughs> oh, it sucks. It sucks that uh, I, I don't know when Jay Jonah gets his uh, gets his first appearance. We're gonna have
2: to keep reading. It's in me. the it's in the bigger issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? hail so the '90s one gives you everything that you
0: need, or the it's not the '21 It's not it the was? '90s. You, you're you know what? Fast, you're bad with decades. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I love you, man. But like Do they
1: not have those in Canada?
0: In
2: in Canada they're called Dakuds, so because of that, it's much harder. <laughs> to...
1: No, it's not, it's just it's a continuation of like this whole story stuff, but it's cool. uh, yeah, Dekouds. it's in that it's like is it essentially an issue?
2: Is it like his like this one and then the actual Spider Man number one like smooshed together?
1: Um one that you
2: read?
0: I can't remember. Um it's it, not it, exactly it's a few like essential early stories. Yeah. Cool. So that you can get the um, whole picture and you know this is Peter, and then you go from there.
1: Yeah.
2: We'll have to read Haley's next. Listeners, in case you're confused, Haley read something called um, Journey into Mystery, or what is it called? An amazing Fantasy number 15. Yeah. Haley's version. It was released by her <laughs> yeah. because she owned the rights to it. Uh, I she, wish. Sold, she sold She it to a record label, so she had to re release it, but she has legions of fans who are willing to buy it if she re released it. Reason. So she re recorded the songs. Yeah, just like Taylor Swift. Haley's like Taylor mm. Swift is the takeaway. Powerful. Yeah.
1: Blonde hair, blue eyes, and legions. Yes, exactly.
2: Yep, 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 She's also a big Chiefs fan. Boom! It's all coming together.
0: <laughs> we are instead of being Swifties, we are hobbies. <laughs> we are. I'll that's take it. Hobbies. Yeah, no, that's it's, good. it's not a good joke, Faz. <laughs> how,
2: how about instead? Can we be hobgoblins?
0: Oh, Hobbies. That, that one actually got hob- Hobbitses. Hobbitses. Hobbitses? <laughs> Hobbitses? <laughs> We be hobbits. Why, why didn't we wait? Be hobbits? Totally different thing. <laughs> but uh so I'm after <laughs> after uh peter uh, commits an act of sorcery and witchcraft with this ha- with this candle <laughs> he also he also uh lets the burglar go because <laughs> quote um he says sorry says to the officer sorry pal that's your job i'm through being pushed around by anyone from now on, I'm just going to look out for number 1 and that's me. His
2: face Finn. is also
0: like really dickish in the, in this shot. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's very. very... <laughs> this is this is the same attitude that he has at the end of page 2 where he's like I'm going to show them. Yeah. Like again, this comic should end revenge so much differently. So much darker. Ryan,
2: we don't want to be demonetized. I'm going to need you to walk away from the the darker tones and keep it light here.
0: Baz, we would have to be monetized first to be <laughs>
2: demonetized. It's true. It's true. hashtag Follow our Patreon. hashtag uh, Shameless plug.
0: hashtag Who are you? Will Rose? hashtagging <laughs> random things. hashtag Crack a woo.
1: hashtag That's crack a so on brand. I love it. <laughs>
0: But that, uh, Spider-Man walks away and basically is like save your breath, buddy. I've got things to do, and his things to do is to go back to Aunt May and Uncle Ben's, get a microscope, and still be an asshole about it. <laughs> like Peter is okay. He's being
2: slightly less of an asshole. He's like my aunt and uncle. They're cool. They're they're nice octogenarians. Fuck everybody else, though. Is what I he said. Fuck
0: everybody else. But they're he
1: feels like he stood up. He feels like he stood up for himself. He's asserted himself. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm like everybody else now, except I'm a spider person. And so he's very I, proud of himself. In I'm moment. into the
0: spider-verse now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. he, but then, like, here's what happens. Peter's like, oh, man, you know, that burglar, that's somebody else's problem. Until the next page. When it becomes Peter's problem in a big way again. Wait, wait,
2: no, but we got to talk about the most important part of the issue. It looks like he's stealing someone's coffee at the beginning of that of that page oh, he you see on. the girl she has something in her hand and he's 100 percent taking it he's Ooh. a thief
1: also on the page before like he's been making all this money being a sideshow act and may and ben bought him this microscope and I'm like, <laughs> buy and your own like, like, damn cool, microscope yeah. like so what's he hoarding this microscope. money away for
0: oh but that's like can there's you no imagine, plan like... here Imagine Aunt May realizes that after her husband has died and she finds like all the money. She's like, "Hold a, Hold on a hot tick minute."
1: spider webbed up in the wall somewhere. Like, "What a jackass?"
2: She's like, "Why is this th- why is this money covered in cement? Now we can't use it." Is-
0: Peter, is this your cement? special cement? Is this <laughs> your special cement? No. Oh, right. <laughs> oh sorry are we gonna get monetized then demonetized right, that's too far alluding to one sex thing i found it kind of duffel bag full of cash maybe that could have bought a few good microscopes or had a live husband
1: or i don't know paid for the rent
0: <laughs> yeah which is peter too does damn nothing high. peter does nothing with this money
1: no it nothing. makes me mad actually he, like i just well, need he, a he line i like, had to commission just... the suit but, well, that's true because it just appears out of nowhere, so yeah, that yeah. costs money.
0: So he buys magically appearing super suits. What else is he buying?
1: I don't know because a hundred dollars in nineteen sixty-two is a lot. So just give me a line like, "Oh, I can go to college with this, or I can buy a mobile or something." I don't know. What Sportsmobile.
0: <laughs> you could have gone to college for four years off of a hundred dollars and still I've had gone to
1: college that. for eighteen years. I can on. buy one of those Flash
2: Thompson sweaters that all the girls love so much. <laughs> do you, you also have low like t
0: my <laughs> last option sweater <laughs> and you two can look like a massive dweeb
1: <laughs> i mean talk about no responsibility
2: so just to be clear we're talking it's only a thousand dollars in 2023 money that he got still pretty good but he's not that's going to just college
1: the first time though like he keeps yeah, but making he's still money that's money. that's true,
0: money. <laughs> that's true. Like uh, b- he could have bought
1: he... the house for that. Like they didn't have to pay rent.
0: Before, before he doesn't stop the burglar who ends up killing his uncle because karma is in fact a bitch. Spoilers. He, he... Baz Uncle are you Ben dies. <laughs> what? Uncle Ben dies. That's that's the. You mean the rice guy? News Spoiler. to me. <laughs> But the the people that he encounters leaving the studio, they say, I'm from Life Magazine, and we'll we'll pay any price for a picture spread. Sign up with me, and you'll be in the movies. We want an interview with you. And he says, see my agents, plural. So he is paying multiple people. To represent. So, here's all. what we Not
1: know all. about peter he needed a financial literacy class because he has no idea how to manage all these funds that he's accrued look this man's like 16 years old
0: going 45, on 45 but like 16 going on years 45 old. what i'm saying is if he has multiple agents he's getting offered all these things and then he goes back and gets this microscope and they're like they're like saying, oh man, we sacrificed for this and like we this is a big deal. He is withholding information that yeah. could have alleviated stress on his caretakers. He is being an asshole.
1: His guardians, <laughs> oh, but, not even his parents. They don't owe this kid this stuff. But,
0: but like
2: you gotta think, guys, though, that if we're keeping the same allegory to 2023 things that would happen, he's deciding not them. Everybody else, we're, we're we're keeping the same mentality
0: as we go. I feel like I feel like Haley and I might be coming across as strongly anti-child.
2: <laughs> I said,
1: I'm just saying, like clearly this household doesn't really manage its money very well.
2: I mean, so we actually we actually don't know that they could be loaded. There's no sign. We that do know that this. because
1: like there's no money after Ben dies. I'm like, yeah, did you not even have life
2: yet? insurance? We don't know that yet, though, right? Does that happen at this issue? I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> they don't have life insurance after ben dies and peter's like he would have had to have had a life It's like peter will you stop yeah,
2: i i i also want to say place. i'm sad that he dies off screen
0: he does die off screen yeah. he doesn't even get to utter his famous line yeah well i mean no it's and, just instead in it's, there yeah it's just in a narration box like this is like this is a prime example of just because something is in a comic doesn't mean the movie didn't do it better. This
2: I mean,
1: comic jumps around.
2: I would argue that the Raimi phrasing of it is more iconic than the actual comic phrasing. Because when Aunt May said in the newest Spider Man, and with great power, there must also come great responsibility, my thought was. Oh, so they added some more words to differentiate it from the actual line with great power comes great responsibility. But no, they're bringing it back
0: to the real version that's here, which is much clunkier than the Raimi version. Right. And like you're probably right, Faz. Like that, that Raimi version of this scene is probably way more iconic than the actual original scene that, now, that i have was, i have oh. to imagine
2: that there's like a 1970 rebirth of spider-man where uncle ben dies and he says the line and that's more iconic than like the first issue but you're right though that like compared to this one i'm it's an afterthought here compared to the but this language
1: thing. is more intentional yeah. like with great power there must almost also come great responsibility don't get me wrong
2: melissa um melissa. she was uh, yeah, well, what? Uh, who's who's aunt may's actress? Melissa Tome is that right? Uh, Marissa Tome. Marissa, Marissa Tome. I was close. Yeah, you close. put
0: some damn respect on her.
2: <laughs> she she delivers it.
0: She is an American oh, exactly.
2: treasure. She's, she's also a Canadian treasure. Bull crap. So much,
1: there's so much hatred, <laughs> but not really.
2: Look, Haley. Ryan just wishes he was in Canada, and he's not. So he needs to try to knock it down a pick. That's he all.
1: could be drinking Canadian whiskey, like I. Am. He could
0: be drinking a Guinness in Canada, like a true. Believer. I could be. I could like like be true living. American. Of, <laughs> I could be living off of one of the Fazio's many yachts and and fine and fine watercraft. Fazio's many yachts. This uh, Fazio last, has negative. That last votes.
1: panel, though, is is pretty amazing. Just yeah. lone, sad little spider-man head down where he no, wait, realizes wait, well that, i really have messed up
2: we we've skipped too far though first we have
0: to say that he was going to brutally murder the man who killed uncle ben he was so he he finds out that the the burglar is in this warehouse and he's like okay i'm gonna go kick burglar ass and um paraphrasing of course um and he so says you can't say
2: ass in the 60s you get your comic banned."
0: I'm going to kick his tushy. Um, and the guy's like, He's wait, behind. what the? He's like, are you surprised to see me? Not as ha- not half as surprised as you're going to be. It's like, dude, you already surprised him.
1: Yeah. Shut up and just get to it.
0: <laughs> it's the, the force
2: it. of a spider. If spiders hit hard, maybe pound for pound they do. Maybe no. pound for <laughs>
0: pound they do. <laughs> dude, would you like me to explain the science? Oh, dear God. Just punch me. Um, just knock me out, like, please. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> This is where Peter goes again. Peter goes extra dark side here. Where he's like, "There is no place on Earth where you can hide from me." It's like Peter; he's right in front of you. He's, <laughs> he's not he's, hiding.
1: He's obviously not going to get away.
0: You've and backed him done. into a corner, and you've you've committed to killing this man. Like, <laughs> uh, then get
2: to see his eyes through the uh, through. The oh yeah, this the is witchers. the okay. nightmare
0: okay. fuel. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about this. This um this is why why
2: like just because because it's him being shocked it's It's him being shocked uh, but
1: throughout the rest of the comic it's been you know the black outline of the eye has been up and down to, to emote and then in here we have to get these scary black pupils with the wide ugh. So I I
2: I think the reason is because they have to show the like shocked eyes wide open look, and they already do that all the time with the Spider Man lenses, so they can't really convey it that way. But by putting in the dots, you can tell that something's off. It's terrifying,
0: but it's yeah, you can you know you can tell that what's off is my sleep pattern. Because (laughs) Okay, well
2: so the the important thing, this is actually a really cool moment where instead of brutally murdering the man, he realizes it's entirely his fault that Uncle Ben died.
1: Yeah. It's messed up.
2: Because the man wow. who he let go was the man who brutally murdered his uncle off screen. Maybe it wasn't brutal. Maybe it was really gentle. We don't really know.
1: <laughs> it could be anything because we don't see it.
2: And then he does it, a classic Spider-Man capture of the guy and has him, him. floating um, floating up. In Which is
0: kind of cool that we see that classic, very cool. you know, right from Spidey issue one, apprehending it? The, the criminal. Um...
2: If anybody's been playing the Spider-Man 2 game right now on PS5, you do that constantly. And it's cool to see it in the first issue of Spider-Man ever.
0: Uh, so then we have Peter's moment of realization where he he pulls back the, the the Spider-Man cowl and he says, my fault, all my fault. If only I had stopped him when I could have, but I didn't. And now Uncle Ben is dead. And that's where we leave Peter Parker. Super so bleak. Oh, sorry, Haley, what was that?
1: It's super bleak. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, yeah, like, Peter's been, uh, you know, kind of that, like what Haley said earlier, like, he's been the good kid who's an asshole when he gets power, and he's super dark, and he wants nothing, but let's be honest, Peter wants nothing but revenge, this whole comic. And then at the end, he's left in complete desperation. Like, he, like... The, the action that he didn't do led to the death of the one one of one of the two people in life that believed in him and thought he was the he was the best like and the how like, he cared about it. he'd given up on everybody else yeah like he not only did they love him he lo- he still loved them and he his action his inaction led to Uncle Ben dying and I think like Obviously, like Uncle Ben dying is a um a thing in Spider-Man lore. Like you can't talk about the origin of Spider-Man without Uncle Ben dying. Um, but like this realization panel at the end is is kind of it's weirdly nuanced. You know, like uh thinking back to like the rest of the story and the remorse, the instant remorse that Peter feels he kind of goes through all this he goes not all of them but he goes through a lot of the stages of grief in this last few pages very very fast um because he realizes that it's it's his fault it's specifically his fault that this is this is tragedy has befallen the, his his family
1: of course i always think about this from like The point of view of, well, Peter had no way of knowing this would happen, but that's where the whole, it's never wrong to do the right thing discussion comes into play. And that's why Stan put those words in, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. If you're just going to walk by every bum on the street that you know is bad and not do anything about it, are you complicit in the things that they may or may not do in the future? Yes no
2: and when and when you have the power to change things right like he's not just a normal guy seeing a burglar get away like he could stop him if he wanted to mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't cost one of the two most important people in his uh, life's life
0: so yeah man a lot of different like ways we can take that conversation of so, like if you have the ability to do something and you do not like haley said are you complicit in in the ramifications of it, to to quote the original MCU line before
2: they combined with Sony fully, if you can do the things that he does, and you see the bad things happen, and you don't do anything, well, they're kind of your fault, right? That's what Tom mm-hmm. Holland says to Robert Downey Jr.
1: Yeah, and yeah, he true. says the line in a totally different way.
2: Yeah, because he in, in to a say way that then, makes right? a
1: lot more sense. Like if you're yeah. breaking it down to what's a teenage boy gonna think. He's going to yeah. think, "Well, I can, so I should because if I don't, yeah, I'm at fault."
2: Yeah. Like I'm not the one who actively caused that issue, but the fact that I could have stopped it and I didn't means that that's on me.
0: Yeah. Um and 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 because of that, like this this comic ends with one of the last lines being and a new legend is born, a new face is added to the roster of marvelous heroes in the most fantastical realm in all of fiction like Stan goes right back to, you know, grandizing this teenage superhero that's going to be the most exciting, most marvelous, most amazing, you know, whatever. We don't leave Peter there, though. Like, it's crazy how, like, Peter, like, the burglar is, yeah, the villain in this, but Peter is also kind of the villain in this. Because he causes all... Peter is the cause of all of the major hurt in this. And it, it's just crazy how like this comic does not end on a high note. It ends on a real dark note. And it's really like, it's imagine if, imagine if say amazing fantasy ends and they don't have the editor's note at the end saying that amazing Spider-Man is going to continue in his own book. You know, this if this story ends here. It's a tragedy. Like it's not a heroic tale of of good versus evil and good triumphing and hope enduring and all that kind of stuff. It's a tragedy mm-hmm. about the the consequences of our actions and our inactions. Like it, it's kind of just interesting to look at it in that context. It's an individual not, moral
2: fable instead of just a normal yeah. It's a fable. Story.
0: Bad as exactly that's that's a perfect movie. Yep. So man, I wish I had a higher note to leave us on, guys.
2: <laughs> well, okay. Well I, I ask and you shall receive. He looks fucking sick in that last scene. <laughs> Walking really away cool. with the skyscrapers around him, the the moon probably, right. even though it's yellow in in the top there. You know yeah, that stuff's beautiful. gonna be cool and at this point i don't think he had his own books they were saying next Amazing fantasy get fired up it's gonna be more spider-man right so Mm -hmm.
0: but then in the editor's note they clarify that it's you know it's we're changing things and and then obviously the next appearance would be in amazing spider-man number one uh which you know another iconic cover of of spider-man on top of the baxter building with the fantastic four Mm -hmm. you know who were really like you know kicking ass at that point um but yeah, like any, I guess any other final thoughts on Amazing Fantasy 15, it being not the not the birth of the Marvel Age, because I think um a lot of people would consider Fantastic Four, number one, that, but the birth of the most iconic Marvel superhero of all time. I think that it's it's just
2: it's crazy that someone who was this unlikable in the first issue caught fire the way that he did. Right. It makes sense, because if you think about the superheroes at the time, it was like they're all perfect paragons of truth, justice, and the American way, right? In in some form or fashion, yes. And you get this kid who's just, who's a dumb kid, and he's bullied, and he reacts negatively to getting to be in a power trip for the first time in his life, and it's just... The Marvel way of making relatable heroes who have godlike powers but are just flawed people on the inside is never more apparent than in this 1962 book. And I know we like to have a lot of fun about the way that some of the people are drawn or the way that the story yes. goes with some funny classic 60s stuff. But like at its core, the fact they could tell a parable about what happens when you become a selfish prick instead of doing what you can to to help the world. It's really cool that they could hit notes like that with Stan Lee basically going, let me please write this story. I'll put it in the back of our least popular issue. Just let me try it, please. And he Mm -hmm. hits on something like this that goes so big that now Spider-Man movies are the only superhero movies that we can reliably say will make a billion dollars every time, no matter what.
0: Yeah. Haley, you got any other final, last little tidbits on on this first appearance of Spider-Man?
1: Along those lines, just something that was pushing back on the puritanical mid-century conformist way of life that existed back in the 60s and this was not that at all and probably truly that is why it captured the attention of so many readers of these comics of these funny books at the time. Um, because it was so uniquely different because the fantastic four while they were unique they were still a family and they still had their roles you know those societal roles and peter doesn't fit those roles like um like they were used to seeing back then so it truly was groundbreaking that he did this and that he introduced this super flawed hero flawed even in a way different than the fantastic four characters were because they each had their flaws as well but yeah I, it was it's it's awesome
0: yeah I, to read. just to just to kind of sum up um my one last thought about this is um it's often said with spider-man comics and and i'm not a spider-man expert and if you're listening to this and you are, like, you've read all the Spider-Man, you know, books and stuff like yeah, that. Firstly, Please. we're sorry, because I'm sure that we've offended you if you're a Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man listening. But, like, there, there are great Spider-Man podcasts out there. There are great runs of Spider-Man that you should go check out. Um, and I'm sure, you know, like, if you wanted some recommendations from us, we could let you know on social media. Um, that would be, you know, something we'd be willing to do. But there's a kind of a, a an adage with, with Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It's when when Spider-Man wins, Peter Parker loses. And when Peter Parker wins, Spider-Man loses. And we see an example of that here, where Spider-Man, yes, he wins when he gets powers and can do all these things, and he stops the burglar eventually. But Peter Parker lost. Like we leave our hero at a moment of loss at the end of this first episode. We see the flaws in Peter Parker. So evident in this and like, just to kind of piggyback on what Haley and Faz were saying there is this feels like a bold move. Uh, You know, yes, it's, it's a story that's thrown into amazing fantasy and, you know, who knows what it'll become kind of thing, but it caught fire, I think because, and it endures with its, its, its favor now being not a really, really amazing superhero. Peter Parker is relatable. Like he is, people can look at Peter Parker and see themselves. And that's one of the greatest things about superhero comics. It's one of the great things about comic books in general, media, storytelling, being able to see yourself in a character, whether it's a moral flaw, a a um, something like an emotional flaw, something um, that you see in yourself, maybe physically you see yourself represented on screen or in a book or in a movie to have a character relate with you is to have that character connect with you. And I think um, we can very strongly say Peter Parker, Spider-Man does this, Um, you know, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, the entire bullpen at the time created a character that was so intensely relatable that he couldn't help, but, you know, be, be a, uh, a, be a picture of life at the time, something that people wanted to pick up and read month in and month out, and now have been doing for 80 years um so well it would be more like 60 years um but yeah so spider-man first appearance amazing fantasy 15 i am so happy that my good friends Haley and faz were able to join us on this superpower happy hour we had some awesome drinks our our drinks gone i'm almost there i've got
1: one sip left
0: I, I couldn't remember
2: if you said we had to save some, so I stopped so I could save about this.
0: Well, um, one thing I wanted to do the, we did this at the end of the last episode, but we gave this a ranking of uh of one out of six. How would you rate this on your six pack score? <laughs> so what? It, so Haley, we'll start with you. Like one being you know meh, to six being uh, you know I'm amazing. You know, six out of six. How many? cans of a six pack would you give amazing fantasy 15
1: i think for its iconic nature and its introduction of spider-man flaws of the time aside you can't really take those into account when you're rating something that was made in the time it was made so i'd give it a five
0: out of six five out of six from Haley hobbs faz how many how many cans out of a six pack would you give amazing fantasy 15
2: I was going to give it a five out a six, but I want to be different because Haley beat me to the punch on that one. So <laughs> but I want to be I'm... be part of my legion. So instead, I'm going to get fully <laughs> into the 1960s mindset, and I'm going to say that honestly, this was the perfect <laughs> comic compared to what was coming out at the time, and the flaws don't exist because I'm now a 1962 man in my head, so it's the perfect comic. I'm going to give it a six pack. We've, uh, had listeners who are longtime listeners of the Ryan Doe's network of... Uh, podcast knows that I did not love the first appearance of Kang. This <laughs> well, one you did not. <laughs> this one is infinitely better than that, so I'm going to give it a six out of six. Yeah. If I was to compare it to modern comics, it's obviously a different kettle of fish. But those are too wildly different to compare. I think it's a six pack.
0: Um, I am going to give it a six out of six, um, just because of the level of conversation that this comic has led to. Um, And here we are, you know, 60 years after it was put to paper and we're still digging into a a 12 page story, 12 pages. This is not a whole graphic novel that we just talked about. This is 12 pages of a comic that is over half a century old. And I feel like just because of the nature and depth of conversation that we were able to have on this superpower happy hour from this story proves uh, its timelessness, but also It is is timeless from when it was made, but it is timeless in the way that it endures to today and the way that the themes endure to today of responsibility, of things, consequences, of what do we do with power? How do we... How do we function when we're in control? What do we do when we're mistreated by others? How do we receive the love of others? And what do we do with that love? Um, How do we, you know, all of us have gone through adolescence. All of us have gone through a time of growing into who we are as people. And I think we see so much of that in this comic, and I loved it so much. Yeah, like you said, 60s, you know, 60s little things aside, I think this is, it's a six-pack. It's a six six out of six. So, everybody, thank you for joining us for Superpower Happy Hour, the second episode of the show. Um, Now, I'm I'm going to tell you what's coming up next week. Uh, we are our, our cast. We'll, we'll keep that a little closer to the vest. We'll, we'll let you know who's going to be joining us for that Superpower happy hour when it hits, but we are going to be talking about the first appearance of Aquaman in more fun comics, number 73. And it's a story entitled the submarine strikes. And it is, If you love your 40s superheroes to be super heroic and beat up Nazis for no reason, I suggest you come to next Superpower Happy Hour where uh, myself and some friends are going to drink more beer. We're going to read the first parent of Aquaman, and we are going to do all that in around an hour Um, until... That time comes, you can check us out on Instagram at Many Paths Official. You can check out our Patreon where you can get pre-shows and early episodes uh, uh, there in the link down in the episode description. But uh, yeah, until we do this again, I say cheers, keep on reading comics, and have a great rest of your day.